Welcome to the Lords of Loud. We're four music fans from Australia who've turned our old email debates into this podcast. I'm Lord Ben, and if we were the Beatles, I'd obviously be the smart one, but modest too. With me as always is Lord Brett, the funny one, only because we've seen him dance, Lord Kev, the quiet one, because he can't clip on a mic, and Lord Al, the cute one, with the perfect face for any podcast. And welcome back to the Lords of Loud. Thank you very much for joining us again on another exciting episode. And again, we're still in lockdown. <coughs> Kev, oh, Jesus, Kev, oh, Kev oh. that cough. Jeez, have you been really tested? I think it's getting worse. Have you had one of the Abbott tests or one of the... You haven't been ta- what about hydroxychloroquine? You haven't been taking that, Kev? Yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's the only thing. I've been drinking that daily. Daily? Uh, bleach? You've been trying some bleach, a bit of bleach, bleach. in there? So you've been out in the sun trying to get... I found a way to put it into the body. Yeah, put it, <laughs> inject it. Just inject it straight into way. the veins. Yeah. Right. A lot of these doctors and scientists, technology people, they, 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 they don't know that you can simply put it into the body. Yeah. Have you tried that? <laughs> Just inject it straight in. Yeah. All right. Well, tonight's episode uh, is titled Mashups. Now, Al is going to lead this one. Um, and I'm looking forward to this myself. I'm not sure exactly what it entails, but uh, before we get into this mashup episode, we have to, of course, do the, uh, the couple of segments that people tune in for. And that is album of the week and our sponsor this week. And again, this week I've got an album of the week and this is the album by Billy strings. Uh, and the album's called home. And this is a bluegrass, this is a modern bluegrass album. And this kid, I'll tell you what, and I call him a kid because he's like 28 years old. This kid <laughs> can play guitar. This is an insane instrumental, multi-instrumentalist, uh, plays, you know, mandolin, banjo, guitars. And accordion? One of the, <laughs> doesn't play accordion, funnily enough. Um, <laughs> but one of the best flat pickers I've ever come across He's incredible. Got got a voice that sounds like a you know came straight out of the fifties uh, country scene, and I don't know. I I can't recommend this album enough. This is his oh, second. I'm intrigued. I think yeah, it's his uh, second full length de- uh, full length uh, studio album. And music dropped into this as we're yeah. as we're hearing this intro. That would be yeah. great. This guy is incredible. I encourage you to listen to the album, but. Check him out. This is a this is the kind of artist you need to see in you know, see on YouTube performing, like just to see his guitar work and, and whatever. So if you're a fan of bluegrass, if you're a fan of that sort of roots music, if you're a fan of just incredible technical um, you know, guitar players, this is some stuff you need to really check out. So I encourage you to go out, check out Billy Strings, uh, his new album Home. I want to say his new album. I think it came out. Uh, I, I think it did come out this year. I could be wrong, but might have been late last year. It came I think, it was late it was I think actually, I think it was late last year with all the corona. But um, yeah, check it out. Do yourself a favor.
and is that his real surname Strings. <laughs> it's his uh, yeah, born. It just born seems with that name. Billy Strings. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. Plays all kinds of string instruments. Just just by some miracle, mm. he's born with the name Strings. So yeah, luck of the draw. Uh-huh. Luck of the draw. He wasn't born Billy. He was born silly. <laughs> <laughs> but right. his agent said, "No, we've got to do something about that." <laughs> and so this week's sponsor album is one of the greats. Oh, and this is uh, and this is probably one of the most inappropriate album <laughs> covers I've ever seen in my life. And this is <laughs> Vera Lynn's. Hits of the Blitz. And, I mean, if the name isn't bad enough, Hits of the Blitz. She's literally on the cover sitting on a pile of rubble of a building that has been hit by a German bomb during the Blitz mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, taking full advantage and of that. A, a cover of Hits of the Blitz. And, of course, wow. Vera Lynn, the, the voice that got all good soldiers through World War Two. Uh, she does lots of great things here. The White Cliffs of Dover. Uh, who's talking? Who, who's taking me home tonight? Uh, wish me luck. Yeah, some classics on that. But uh, check out those ankles. Huh? Yeah, I just, I just think that uh, you wouldn't get away with that these days. You know, you'd have to be a little yeah. more sensitive to uh, to yeah. trauma like that. But uh, do yourself a favour. Go out and check check out a copy of Vera Lynn's Hits of the Blitz. Not yeah, I can't really see it working these days. Like, it would be I'm in heaven after nine eleven. You know, the songs <laughs> that got the songs that got you through. No, but it, like you make a good point. I mean, seriously, you mentioned an artist sitting up on top of some rubble from nine eleven and and mm. you know making an art, an album out of that. I mean, that's that's crazy. I mean, she basically built her career out of World War Two. Anyway, this is and this was released in nineteen sixty two, seventeen years after the end of World War Two. So, you know, we're not oh. talking decades after and this is some parody. This is this was I mean, this was a legitimate you know. So did out. they have to re blitz Britain to get that shot? <laughs> I don't think all it of took, it took it took a long time to rebuild Britain and, and guess what? Seventeen years later there were still buildings, you know, in yeah. rubble like the one she's sitting on. But this this was a still building this they smoke? didn't rebuild they didn't rebuild it specifically so they oh, could get the album cover they wanted <laughs> but this is how gratuitous this is they've actually obviously planted a smoke bomb yeah that's to right. create smoke around this rubble site to make it look like it's literally just been bombed and vera has been placed there oh look how brave i am i'm right in the middle of the uh, bomb site and i'm still singing you the hits of the blitz I'm I'm more impressed that she appears to be chewing on Adolf Hitler's testicle. I mean, that's really that's really well done. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe it's his. Maybe it's a remake. There you go. And just to mention, that's with Tony Osborne and his orchestra as well. So, shout out to of Tony, course. one of our favourite uh, orchestral uh, directors there. So, all right. Anyway, on to tonight's episode. Al, I believe you're going to play us through tonight's episode. I am. Uh, so uh, the topic tonight is mashups. So um, hands up, who knows what a mashup is? <clears throat> well, how about you that explain it really in well. your context, Al? Because <laughs> I think we all have okay. a basic understanding of it. But as a podcast um, option, putting hands up to show answers to questions—that's right. Yeah, let's assume there's a few people with their hands up, and just maybe answer for those yeah. people. Some some hands up, some hands down. Who oh, knows? Okay. <laughs> 
Not, not, not anyone listening to this. I don't know. Brett looks, Brett looks like he's wavering. He's got his hands halfway up and halfway down. Yeah, so. Hands out of pockets. You just don't want to know where they are. Yeah, throws, it's pocket billiards with the other hand. Um, so mashups, uh, generally, just two or more existing tracks uh, mixed together without anything original added to it. Um, right. And so, so the question is, the question is why? Yeah, why? Why would you do why that? Not? Why not? And yeah, yeah. is this? Are these things you've created, Al, or are these? I know. These are no. famous mashups of existing. I don't know if I'd call them no? famous. I okay. think we'll just look at you know some examples of mashups. So, and you know, obviously, some are better than others. Sure. We'll see what you guys think. A lot can depend on, I guess, how well. Obviously, how well it's done, but then also how. Uh, how much you love the original songs and can you stand hearing something done to them? Okay. Um, so they're not remixes. Um, they're not sampling and they're not medleys it's a, like it's, Jive Bunny. It's a horrible so, mutation. Yes. <laughs> often it's, often it's, you take the instrumental track of one song, you take the vocal track of another and you put them together. It's like that so, time they put an ear on the back of a mouse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. I'm so, so looking forward to that. Let's, let's have a listen to the first mouse. All right. Yeah, that actually works quite well. I like I that. See yeah. I see bad the classic song. <laughs> so, so there we've got Rage Against Machine and a Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. <coughs> so, Two so very particular partners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that that particular one was done by someone called Pixel Shift. Wow. So so some some of these mashups. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. It's mostly done on YouTube, so anyone can do it. Uh, and some are well known, and some are you know DJs. Some are, tend to work the side of things, and they've then gone on to career, you know, for video production. And yeah, but it can just be, I've got an idea, hop on, mash those two songs together. Hmm. So, Which is the tragedy of it, right? <laughs> anyone can do it, unfortunately. Yes, yes. <laughs> so so, so have, you, have, you, have you led strong? Is that like, this will get them? That, that's, a, that's a pretty good example of what I think, like when it's done well, that's a, that's a pretty good one. Okay. So w- what did you think? I wrote a while... Yeah, it took a while to get there. I mean, I, yeah, I appreciate it once I got there, but yeah, I'd like to Should hear the I'd like to hear thing? the full version. I mean, obviously the styles are, and that's probably the beauty of trying to do a mashup. You're trying to take maybe a couple of very different styles and sort of mash them together. But uh, look, yeah, look, I think it for me it takes a certain ear, doesn't it, to hear a couple of different disparate songs and go, hey, these two sound like they could almost go together like you know like yep. i can see these two working as a you know as a mashup like the you know the yep. beats the same the 
you know, this, the, the cadence of the, uh, you know, vocal delivery is the same. The, like I could see these as, yeah. Like, I think that's a skill in itself. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also um, realistically, you know, re- recognizably in the same key, you know, in the same tempo, yeah. you know, has the same kind of verse chord structure and, you know, pop music allows that mathematical sort of, yep, yeah, that has that, that has that, it'll map. Mm. And then, uh, you know. And, and some do it very well. Uh, in terms of being a close match in tempo. Um, if it's not a close match in tempo, sometimes you need to tweak, you know, the speed of one or the other and it can start to sound a little unusual. Yeah, um, if you're moving too far. Because, you know, voices yeah. get higher in pitch and stuff like that. It's um, yeah, really well. And then you're sort of, you're saying, oh, hang on, that's credence, but, you know, it's not the credence I know and love and listen yeah. to on a daily basis. Yeah. All right. So, um have a listen to this uh, this next one. It like that one was just two bands. This one aims to do four. Four bands. <laughs> Jesus. Yes. This is good. Uh, I imagine 80s pop music is probably rife for this kind of thing because there's a lot of... I think once you get into the age of digital drums and that, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of... It's almost too easy. That pixel-perfect drum synchronization, you can almost... Yeah. What am I hearing from Duran Duran in there? Uh, it transitions into Duran Duran... Um, oh, here we go. A little bit yeah. of planet Earth. Yep. Yeah. And the Tears of Fears part comes yeah. a bit later. I mean, it's a great film clip. Just uh, yeah, a it's cool. Memory lane of the 80s. Love on the film track. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the Tears of Fears section is quite quite cool, quite, quite greedy. Yeah. So there is skill in in looking at different artists and going and then and then throwing them together. I can imagine it would be really interesting to just take like some good artists and go. Can you mix them with like a bad one, like Meatloaf? So can you take you know just uh... well, meat meat goes oh. with anything, right? <laughs> Spoken like a true vegetarian there. <laughs> So that one was by uh, Wax Audio, but he also has re-released all his stuff under his real name, Tom uh, Compagnoni. Sorry, that's my extremely poor Italian. Um, Brother, you speak that well. Yeah, can, 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 what always fascinates me about, there you go. Yeah, but Mr. Mushroom. A, what fascinates me about this stuff is that these people have so much time on their hands to do this shit. Like, Seriously. Yeah. Well, well, that's the thing. He's gone into serious video production now. He does mm. proper, you know, he, he's got a proper job doing, you know, yeah. fa- fancy video editing. But I'm sure um, people love to do this, but it takes so much dedication, yeah. so much time and meticulous detail level, attention to detail to you know, get in there and match all this stuff up and 
Like, especially wow. with video, especially yeah. with video. But it's um. If only I mean, they so, could use their forces for good. I guess part. is what I'm saying. <laughs> Surely that would be the easy part, Alan. I mean, the video is just visuals that kind of you know you, you put together from four other videos. But yeah, they, to, to an extent. I mean, this one is a little more involved in that it it is taking stuff that's not just uh not just the original four film clips it's it's uh, piecing in other bits together and like when there's the the new order um drum fill you know to then stick around with the drummer from van halen make the drum fill work um <laughs> you know there is a there is there's not a huge amount of art but i wouldn't want to try it myself um sorry this isn't. Uh, you're right. I mean, it's art, but it's not. It's not like. Uh, it's not as great as like four guys sitting around talking about music on a podcast for a exactly. couple of years. Exactly. Isn't it? <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's far below right, that. Right. Okay. Hit us with another one, Al. You might convince us yet. All right. Well, I mean, I'm just showing you the uh, the good so far. So let's. Let's try an example where. Oh, well, I'd love to. I'd love to stay with the good. I don't know. We need to go to the bad. But. <laughs> no, 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 no. You've, you've got to. You've if, got to try if this it. is good, let's let's keep it up. I can't just try the next one. Yeah, if this try is this one. The, the, this one is aiming for uh, let's see, three, uh, five bands. Five wow. bands. Wow. wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I always just thought a mashup was too fun, but you really are. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, together at last. Ow! That's it. Together at last. Cypress Hill and the Beatles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but when the Beatles kick in. Oh, dear. Yeah. So, so that's what I mean when, you know, if you start tweaking with the speed too much without adjust, adjusting the pitch, then you get abominations like that. Hey, no, look, yeah. Don't tell me you like this one. This is actually my favourite so far. <laughs> oh, that's got a glimpse of Paul. Okay, so let me put like the yeah. There's there's a there's I'm gonna say there's definitely a talent in in you know, piecing together these things. The people obviously have an eye for or an eye certainly don't have an eye for an ear for music. <laughs> all right, they have an ear for music. They they can understand a, uh, yeah a melodic structure. They can understand you know a beat and a you know a. a you know, beats per minute, etc. Mm-hmm. What songs might match? Blah, blah, blah. Chord sequence. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of technicality that goes behind this. Why are these guys like? Why are they wasting time doing mashups? Why aren't they taking samples from this band and that band and and actually creating their own new music? Like that. That's the thing that I guess always fascinates me with this. Like, this must take them hours and hours, like countless hours to yeah. piece together these yeah. mashups. Why aren't they just going? Oh, I love that sample. I love that. Little vocal hook. I love this. I think, I, I think the answer's in the question. Build something I mean, unique. Like, people they can actually, will actually release. Listen. They can release. You know, people will listen to John Jet plus Cypress Hill. They're all well-known names. If they go out and they say, 
oh, here's my new record. It's got a sample of this, a sample of that. I'm trying to do something creative in you. I can understand why it's the same reason a band would go and play covers. You know, I get that, but it, I get that. But if you're if you're a cover band, you know, yes, you're making money in your local pub or club or whatever. I'm saying these people have a talent to mix this stuff together. There's no shame in taking a, a sample from this artist and that artist and creating something unique that's actually your own product and actually you know selling it. Well, no, I is. guess I'm, it totally is. <laughs> well, I, in one extreme, like the the ultimate mashup is probably DJ Shadow uh, on introducing. Like the entire album was the first ever uh, completely uh, sampled album. Yeah. There was no original music on there at all. Um, if, you, if, you, if you listen to it, you go, this is phenomenal. You know, it is, he's created something bigger than any of the songs by themselves. It's certainly yeah. unique. Um, so it can, be, it can be done and that's a very, you know, Extreme okay. version of it. I guess these are kind of like, you know, so the when does it, version. So the question is then, what is the barrier between it being just a mashup between well-known songs and it being, like you say with DJ Shadow, being samples where he's actually doing something. Yes, it's samples, clearly, but he's doing something unique I mean, I think that's as far as a musical expression. You know? That's pretty clear to define. I mean, in one, you're, you're deliberately making it sound like you can still hear the original songs, mm. hence mm. the mash, I guess. Yeah. Whereas yeah. in another, you're trying to create something unique and new out of tiny component parts that existed in another life. Sure. It but that, okay, like let's think about someone, before. let's think about, you know, one of the, uh, I'll, well, I'm, gonna say, oh, I'm not going to say the first mashup artist, but let's go back to the late eighties and go with something like Jive Bunny who mashed up a bunch of 50s, 60s oh, yes. clips, right? That's clearly those songs, yeah. uh, you're hearing them yeah. as, as the original songs, but, but it was released, you know, their release was a five minute song of those, ma- essentially the mashups between those songs. There has to be a line. There has to be a line where you... They go, were run together, weren't they? They were blended. It was a medley. Yeah, it was a medley. Yeah, it was a medley. Yeah, it was a medley. And it was this song. I mean, there yeah. was a, there no, was, was a famous a one in the UK. There a, but there a must be a, a line where you cross between I can recognise this song as its original and yeah. I can recognise, ooh, I know that bass line, but ooh, that, that guitar riff over the top, I don't... Yeah, that's that's from something totally different. Like that, I don't think in the mashup. I feel like it's a. I feel like there's a, there's a range there, you know. I don't think they're taking the component parts. I think in no. the, they're they're putting the one song in with another song. I don't think they're taking a track. Sure. And maybe. Mm. Uh, so you're saying you're saying the difference with the mashup is that you're not trying to hide that this is you're you're out there Absolutely. explicitly saying no. this is from this song. Yeah. This is from this song. I'm not trying yeah. to hide it. This is what it is. They yeah, that's where you get the kicks from. Yeah, that just going, happens to oh, me. You know, that happens to me. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, right. like with the Rage Against Machine and Credence, you go. There's no way a sane person would put those together ordinarily. No, no and I so, agree. So yeah. basically, what you're saying is they're medley challenge. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but but I take the point, Ben's point, which is. Um, you know, you, you just go a little bit further and you've got the avalanches, right? Yeah, there's a yeah. point where it becomes yeah. a new song, you know, if you keep... Yeah, yeah. But usually that's song is where you can't recognise the original song, where you go, oh, that's a sample from, 
and that's really yeah. a different word. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think it's necessary that you can't recognise where the samples are from, because there are some people that are, would be phenomenally good at it. Um, Absolutely. And, and say, oh, well, you know, that song, song has these fourteen samples, and I know where they're all from. So it's it's not the uh, that you're not uh, recognising anything. I think it's like you said, Kev. It's it's the mashup seems to me to be all about the recognition of, both. of two distinct songs in wholeness. Um, yeah, in, in their complete form. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so so yeah, like I said before, it can often be the uh, the two artists that you don't automatically think would go together. So uh, Wax Audio before. Um, he's also done ones for Lady Gaga and Judas Priest, um, Guns N' Roses and Stevie Nat- Wonder. Natural Companions. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. So he's not, he's not really stretching himself there, is he? Like Lady Gaga, you know. <laughs> there's, there's one by another guy. Go with anybody. <laughs> oh, the, the, this one's by a guy called Bill McClintock, and he's done a whole stack of mashups. Um, I'm not going to play you uh, uh, another one, which is quite cool, which is Bill Withers um, and Pantera. Um, <laughs> Again, <laughs> natural, natural bed partners. Yeah. yeah, that's right. But but um, I will play you uh, Danzig and. Them t- the Temptations. <laughs> wow. So, wow. Yeah, get a load of them. Seriously. Get a Mama, I'm depending on you to tell me the truth. Mama just hung her head and said, son. Mama was a rolling stone, my son, yeah. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. And when he died, Yes, this actually works quite well. <laughs> and this is, uh, for the audience, this is later day temptations so the pink tuxedos you know um, I I, I just got to throw in here and say that that riff in the context of let's mash things together it's basically don't fear the reaper isn't it (laughs) so why are we not throwing why are we not throwing the cult in there yeah yeah a bit of cowbell where's the cowbell that's all it would take that's what I don't know where's the cowbell (laughs) <laughs> Tell me Reaper can't squat on that like a giant toad. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice. a natural this is a natural three way, is what you're saying, saying Kev, isn't it? It's, this it's, is a natural three way. It's wide open and it's begging for more. <laughs> yeah, it's a natural three way. There's a gap there There's waiting the to be filled by some cowbell and, and Alan's, some Alan's gonna fill it. Here comes the cult. I, I, I am concerned in the fact that this entire episode, I'm just going to say this out loud, this entire episode is an absolute sham. And it's just an excuse for Alan to yet again play some Danzig. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> um, hey, how often have I played Danzig? A lot. Is Danzig up for the, like, 
<laughs> election or something this year? Like, why, why do we keep hearing Danzig? Is like, it his year? Is it Greg Danzig? You have not heard nearly enough Danzig. <laughs> it it yeah. just all becomes painfully clear when. All right. Well, that was that was yeah that was good. Off his t-shirt and sweats his way so, into my. Unless you've got more to say about that, let's move on to your next <laughs> exposition. I was just well, going to say, Al, do you need to come clear? Do we need to? So are you getting some kickback from Danzig here? Should we be more transparent? Is that what's going Look, on? No, nothing from Danzig. It may be a small kickback from Seal. Okay. <laughs> Let me just look um, up the let me look up the Danzig fan club while we're waiting though, just to make yeah. sure that Al's not like the number one member here. So the interesting the interesting thing with uh, with ones <coughs> that Bill does is uh, Bill, and, Bill, and I'm not sure how he does it, but it's it's ex- extremely clean vocals and extremely clean instrumentation. Um, <clears throat> so it's a little different from just sampling stuff because you get it all at once. Uh, vocals and inst- instrumentation at the same time. So unless an artist has released um, an instrumental version or a vocals only version, um, somebody has to go through and strip out all the surrounding noise, mm-hmm. um, which is ex- extraordin- extraordinarily difficult to do. So it's, Sure. Uh, somewhere along the line, people have got talent for uh, f- for toying about with audio. So. Yeah. So why are they wasting? It comes back to my point. Why are they wasting your <laughs> time doing this shit? Because people struggling. enjoy it. You're struggling. People enjoy it. Okay. Cool. Like in the two thousands and I think the late nineties uh, as well. Like mashups became a really big thing, but yeah. pretty much it was whenever you could have two turntables playing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Sure. People are doing, oh, look, doing I get, mashups. Look, I get the idea of mashup, and that's cool. But like, it, when it gets to the point where you're spending so much time digitally editing, you know, this track, this little bit of vocal, this kind, this tiny little bit of this and that to to create a piece. Yeah, you might as well be creating your own unique piece. Yeah, that's my sort of argument. Well, can I just uh, can I just jump into the debate here? And I don't want to like completely, you know, hijack everything. But I've sent you a link, and um, if you paste that into your YouTube, um, this is what I'm suggesting is the original mashup um, by a third-party artist. Release this as a single, as a cover version, and um, as with most mashups, you'll get to a few few seconds in. And something over here. I think about about the minute mark. The Pet Shop Boys will blow your mind. So what? Why isn't this just a cover? It is just a cover. Well, no, Isn't it a No, I think that I think that yeah. around. The, I agree. I mean, the, yeah. the break, the break version. They're not doing anything. It, it goes straight into take this um, beyond a cover, like the yeah. I don't know. Nice try, Kev, but I you get, thumb, you get yeah. thumbs down on that one. Yeah, they've laid it. They've laid a drum beat. They've laid the. The you know the, I, the copyright right, drum beat on there, <laughs> and now all of a sudden it's a new artwork. I mean, come on. No, I've, t- I've sent you the wrong, sent you the wrong, the wrong link. 
<laughs> oh, you, you definitely sent us the wrong link. There was a, there was a song anyway. that, that went up in the charts and, and uh, you know, I don't want to regular like, program completely with Al. <laughs> it, oh, there yeah. was... We can just like chop this out. Sorry about that. It's right. <laughs> no, I, I've been keeping it. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> um, this is what a mashup isn't. That's right. <laughs> it's Kev not sticking to the brief again. Um, the, the first uh, almost legit commercial release uh, of a mashup was in 1983, and it was Do It Again by Steely Dan, uh, mm. mashed up with Billie Jean by Michael Jackson. Um, and that was by Clubhouse. Now, I call it almost legit because I think they had to do a, their own recording of uh, the instrumentation for Billie Jean. Um, right. Whether the technology just wasn't around. Like, to, sorry? What year was that? 83. Wow. All right. Yeah. So, but like I said, like in the 70s, um, people's two turntables would have been doing similar things but just going on the billy jean theme because it is uh, a very popular one for mashups i'll put that one in you guys it is, it is popular for that i've seen that mm. a few times yeah maybe just oh, why is that though well it's because it's a killer bean killer bean yeah boom, 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 boom. and there's and there's a great deal of it which is doesn't Such have a killer anything beat. to it so mm. makes it very easy so have a listen You might want to skip to about 20 seconds. Maybe a minute. And the reason this works <laughs> for me is just because Michael Jackson represented the peak of the artistic, musical entertainment community at that time and cocaine represented you know the drug of the 80s so it's like this you know if you wanted to be successful you had on one hand michael jackson the most successful artist but you had on the other hand the, the drug cocaine being the key to success for many wall street traders many business people and countless other socialites etc etc so we've gone deep we've gone deep thing <laughs> we're not used to that it's the same thing though right it's it's um yeah it is great great it's great vocals so yeah, so that, yeah. again someone stripped out all the instrumentation that just got the vocals now this one works yeah. really well and so so that's for me uh, that's this actually again. this actually makes it a better piece of work because it actually adds a political comment on top of it. So, so that one's by Bill again, who did the Danzig and the Temptations one. So, as as someone uh, as one of the uh, comments on YouTube said, uh, when you mix the two together, apparently you get Steely Dan. So, <laughs> there is something great about those titles that they can come up with. I found this wonderful one. It was in uh, California Mania. So it's basically the <laughs> Eagles plus. <laughs> just it's a great mashup, but um, part of the fun is in just how incongruous and surreal the band names and uh, song names get. Yeah, yeah. At least it becomes um, a, a genre in itself of just being strange. 
well, the thing, everyone, uh, when you start reading the comments, everyone's got better, better song titles as well. It's like, yes. Oh, I was right. like that. Yeah. Should have been there. Uh, Should have been there. This one, they've done a really good job. Okay. Well, so see what you think of this next one, because I don't think you'll be quite as thrilled. <laughs> I yeah. still don't see it as unique art, but I appreciate it yeah. as a mashup. Uh, this next one, in theory, should be good. It's got two great songs, but uh, I'm not convinced. I read the news today oh, dear. Oh, big owl. Four four. About hmm? a lucky man who made the grade. And though the news was rather sad. Well, I just had uh, to yeah, yeah. That one sort of died, didn't it? Yeah. Is it in the same key? Uh, not really. It, 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 it kind of works, but it's, it mostly doesn't. Yeah. So why choose this shit? Well, that's the thing. It's just like you, you get to see the uh, the ugly side of the good and the bad. Well. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now you're right. You've so, definitely shown us the bad. All right. Now, now here's here's uh, here's another one by uh, some random. Um, so, is this you? Was that you? Did you do that one? <laughs> no. So this one is by uh, I don't even know if it's a real name. Anyway, it's not important. So again, this is one where you think, oh, it probably should work. It's got two great artists. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. This is Kev's dream. <laughs> I feel like there's a reason why pieces of art, you know, in, and in particular music are great. Mm-hmm. And that's because they are their own pieces of art. I think if you were to take a computer and throw in, you know, the Mona Lisa and, you know, a Van Gogh Starry Night and try to compare or try <laughs> to, you know, compose a mashup artwork between the two, you'd find something that's just not you know <laughs> not a classic so that that's but, me i mean i think there's a reason why songs are great why take a great song and try to mash it with another great song i don't think it works well, what's the thing isn't it interesting like it's uh, like with that one it ended up sounding to me a bit like oasis um <laughs> oh <laughs> but no surprise to anybody no no no, but but that's the thing. Like you've got, like if we think of like originally we started with, um, "Killing in the Name of" and uh, "Bad Moon Rising," mm. now, two great mm. songs in their own right. Yeah, that when you put them together worked. Um, but this one, it's just like, uh, yeah, it just seems to have 
Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's like red wine and ice cream, right? Just because you mix them together doesn't mean <laughs> yeah. that's any better, right? Just because two things you love and you mix them together, it's not going to make <laughs> yeah, a yeah. great combination. Look, I, yeah, I think. Um, there's a thumbs down look, for that uh, it's not look i think it's, it's there's a place there's that, a place for mashups like it's, it's a it's a it's novelty like it's something you might go oh oh some guys tried to mess up yeah let's hear this whatever but it's not something you're going to go every day go oh gee i've got to oh let me put on that mashup between you know bloody the beatles and pink floyds wish you were here like that's not something i'm putting on day to day you know i, I definitely yeah. would not put that on every day but um, Al, yeah, put it on ever probably. Do they do they uh, do they stand the test of time? Do you go back and and re-listen, or is it just a novelty first up and then? Um, some of them, like the ones that I really liked, were the Rage Against the Machine and Credence, Danzig and the Temptations, the Van Halen, New Order, Duran Duran, Tears for Fears, um, Michael Jackson and Eric Clapton. Like those ones, I'd have to listen to again. Like the Van Halen. New Order, etc. One I first heard, I guess, when it came out, which I'm not entirely sure, but it was more than, I guess, five years ago. Um, yeah, coming back to it now, I still quite enjoy it for its novelty. You know, you hear the songs with fresh ears a little bit. But it's not on high rotation though, right? This isn't something oh. you would go, once, once, a, once a fortnight, I'm going to put that song on. And... Not, not many things are on high rotation for me, so... Unless it's a new album or something right or a new single. Like it's just, <laughs> no, that's the thing is it's, you yeah. know, I don't joke off every day either. But, so. but, but, the, but this wouldn't, these wouldn't be on what you would consider to be high rotation. I, which might be look, once, pink, a, pink, once a year or whatever. Look, Pink Floyd isn't on high rotation for me and they're one of my favorite bands. So okay. All right. it's, yeah. Uh, look, and look, they I can't understand. all be black crows, you know. No, no. But, uh, <laughs> look, I understand the intrigue and the novelty of hearing, you know, someone who's gone to the trouble of mashing up a couple of my favourite bands, or you know, some of the sounds that I might love and whatever. And and look, it is. It's intriguing and it draws you in, whatever. Um, and I I feel like there's a there's a place for it, and it's um, yeah. I don't I I don't see that it's. Like what I always wonder is why these people don't like. There's obviously a skill involved, and I wonder why these people haven't taken that skill to the next level and and tried to create their own unique material. Because well, you know, look at it this way: the at last twenty, the last twenty years, last twenty thirty years, really has shown that there is a pathway for people to take samples, to take other people's work you know, and uh, yeah, mash it together, so to speak, and create their own unique artwork and, and it be a valid art form. So, you know, it's not like it's a, a pariah's, you know, art form. Like It's a legitimate. You can take people's, you can take a sample from this and you can take that mm. and you can add something of your own. You can create something unique and people will actually appreciate it. Yeah, but I don't think these people are trying to do something that is anything larger than what they're set up as. Like, you've got parody bands, you've got novelty bands, you've got bands playing uh, as cover versions. So I think mm -hmm. there's an understanding just by putting this out there. Maybe it's something you do in your spare time while you've got projects you do on the side. 
you know yeah. it's, it's clearly just something that people find fun to to do and it probably gets lots of views there's probably people yeah. making you know um, influencer careers out of um, doing this really well as well yeah yeah that's you right um, and not everyone has those like you know you know pure pure aspirations you know what i mean like a if you think back in the way that people used to paint art um it was basically done on a an entire career of copyism and um you know let's just keep making versions of this painting and that painting until we have come up with something that's our own so it's not a new you know concept in that sense but um I am just loving how much there there is of this stuff having been on YouTube just where we're chatting. You know, I've, I've found such wonderful things as uh, uh, Mariah Manson. All I want for Christmas is the beautiful people. Right, right, very much. You know, I mean, um, there's, there's a lot of great stuff up, up there. See, I, um, I've got to hear that. And a lot of fun, you know, a lot of fun um, being had just creating it for its own yeah. right. Um, yeah, and, and Look, yeah, there's definitely a chance to piggyback on the success of the, the other artists and get people clicking your channel as well. Yeah, and I think it's a lot of fun. And some of the things you've showed us tonight, I actually think, wow, they've done an incredible job there. I'm just thinking, what is the end game for these people? Is it just purely to have people like us say, oh, that was really cool? Or, like, I feel like there's talent they're going to waste, I guess is my point. Like, I feel like these people have yeah, a I mean, gift. for some. And they should be expressing that in their own creative force, you know? Yeah, well, conceivably, like some people are making, if they're putting ads uh, on YouTube, um, they're possibly doing quite well as as a full-time job or at least a substantial sure. part-time job. Um, you're, you're talking, like man, you're talking monetarily. Well, like, yeah, yeah. Talking, I'm talking uh, about these people could actually be creative people with their own creative identity. And they're choosing instead to take, like you say, the money on YouTube, or they're choosing to, you know. That's that's my uh, question. I think uh, I don't think any of them would. Uh, well, some of them seem a bit like hacks, who are having a bit of fun. <laughs> but there are other ones, just given the number of ones that they've done, and uh, the number of views that's, that's, or likes that they've had, a, I think making a career of it. Yeah, making a career and you know just really enjoying yeah, what, what doing they're doing. That. It's yeah. you know there is there is an art to making a good one. Yeah. Um, At the end of the day, yeah, I enjoy a good mashup. It's a lot of fun. It's mm. uh, it's good to see the way that people just have that eye or that ear to mm. you know see a beat, see a melody, see a, a chord progression, and say, hey, this will go well with this, and and bring the two together. And uh, yeah, create something which is sort of its own piece of work. So yeah, no, I, I like that. And I think there's another Al. Do you have any others that you want to? Because I think there's probably another uh, episode. There, in, there's a in, whole. There's, 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 there's a whole stack, but it was. Yeah, I think it was really. Let's. Uh, it was just a, a toe in the water of mashups. Yes. All right, and we appreciate that. So uh, yeah, we might end it there. And thank you, Al. Thank you, Lord Al, for welcoming us welcome. to the uh, the world of mashups. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Everybody stay safe in this incredibly difficult time of uh, isolation and separation with the coronavirus. Uh, we will see you very soon 
on another episode of Lords of Loud. And don't forget to check out our website, lordsofloud.com, and also find us on Instagram and Facebook, both at Lords of Loud. Thanks for listening.